1: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with
0: Alfred Edmund Jr. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. It's your money, so who's spending it? Whether you're barely making ends meet or you have more than enough, you've earned every penny of it. So why does it seem like everyone but you is spending that money? On today's podcast, I'll explain why a major part of managing your money is setting standards for how it is spent and establishing boundaries for who has access to it. Plus, are you ready to make the transition from employee to business owner, especially when it comes to managing your money? We'll have part two of my insightful conversation with NB Financial President and CEO... Mark Wingo, author of Wingonomics How to Become a Cashflow Millionaire on Any Budget in Any Market. But first, it's your money. Whether you're barely making ends meet or you have more than enough, you probably've earned every single penny of it. But are you sure you're the only one spending it? A big part of managing your money is being clear about what you're earning, who you're paying, what you're keeping, and who you owe. However, you also need to manage something even more important. Who has access to your money and other assets, and under what terms do they motivate, influence, and even dictate how your money is spent? For many of us, our cash flow issues are not because we are overspending on ourselves, but because of overspending by and for others. We're especially vulnerable to those we have an emotional attachment or a sense of obligation to, such as relatives, longtime friends, children, and romantic interests. So even though it's your money, you likely don't exercise your absolute ownership and control of it. Here's my recommendation. Track your spending for a month. Pay close attention to money spent to provide for the wants and needs of others then ask yourself a tough question. Why are you doing it? In most cases, if you're honest, you're buying things people should either buy for themselves or do without. Here are areas you should focus on. Unnecessary spending on minor children. Food, water, clothing, shelter, and related utilities. These are the basics you should be spending money on for your minor children. Everything else, teach your kids to earn their own money to pay for it. Now, gifts for birthdays and Christmas are fine as exceptions to this rule. But even then, you should resist the pressure from your kids, as well as from seasonal advertising, to spend more than you've budgeted for and to take on more debt to do it. Your job as a parent is not to give your kids everything they want. Is to teach them everything they need to know to become independent, productive adults. That means providing your children with financial education, not just buying them stuff. Next, taking on adult dependence. Are you spending money, covering expenses, and otherwise providing for the financial needs of able-bodied adults? In our book, Loving in the Grown Zone, my wife and business partner Zara Green and I call that Supporting adult dependents. These are otherwise capable people who are disinterested in providing for themselves and may even resent having to do so, especially if they know others, namely you, able to do it for them. Many people in your life may fall into this category, including parents, adult children, other relatives, friends, and especially romantic interests. It's your money, why are you paying bills, extending loans, which are rarely repaid, and working as a living ATM for others? Next, ask yourself, how much is love costing you? I repeat, romantic interests can also be adult dependence if you're not careful. Commit to a relationship with an adult dependent at your own risk. And don't say, I didn't warn you. If you are financially independent, Your retirement and emergency savings funds are fully funded. You have no debt, plenty of assets, and your income far exceeds your living expenses. Maybe this is not a problem for you. On the other hand, plenty of people wealthier than you have lost fortunes to relationship scammers after being blinded by love. Otherwise, using money to get or keep a relationship is a bad idea, both emotionally and financially. After tracking your spending for a month, determine how much of your money is being spent by others and then multiply that by twelve. How much of your annual budget is going towards supplementing the expenses and lifestyle of others? There is the money for contributing to your retirement fund, handling financial emergencies, paying down your credit card debt, or financing your new business. Now comes the toughest question. If it's your money or Why are you allowing others to spend it? After all, they're not putting a gun to your head. The answer nearly always comes down to one of the emotions, including fear, anxiety, and guilt, that drive most unhealthy financial behaviors. How you handle your money, or allow others to handle it, is usually a symptom of deeper issues. It's your responsibility to identify and address them if you want to gain real control of your money. The bottom line, no one has a right to spend your money no matter who they are or how much you love them, or how much they say or you want to believe they love and need you. So don't allow others to drain income from you out of guilt to prove your friendship or as a show of love. After all, it's your money. You should be spending it, whether on yourself or others, in ways that are healthy for both you and and your budget. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmond Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. We're back with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Are you really ready to achieve financial freedom and get on the road to wealth creation? Then you definitely want to listen up for part two of my conversation with NB Financial President and CEO Mark Wingo, author of WingoNomics, How to Become a Cashflow Millionaire on Any Budget in Any Market. Wingo gives valuable insight into what you need to consider when transitioning from just working for your money to getting your money to work for you beginning with changing your money mindset. Listen up.
2: Well, one of the things I like about what you do is you do address both not only the emotional parts of money, but the mental part of money. A lot of times families and individuals won't talk about it because they see it as a source of conflict and stress. Um, When you talk about challenging and changing the mindsets of the people you're working with, clients and others, what do you see as the biggest mindset hurdles you have to get past Uh, before you can really um, help people to get to where they want to go financially?
1: I think the biggest hurdle is what money really is. Mm. Um, A lot of people don't really have a, they think they know, but they really don't know what they think they know. So one thing we do is trying to figure out the mindset of it and figure out what they know about money and trying to figure out how we can figure out how to get them to where they need to be to think about the new rules and how the economy changes because, at the end of the day, money is simply energy. Money is an yes. idea. Uh, I mean, it, it's all those things. It's really not about the money in the bank account. The way money is made nowadays, it's not made how it was made 10, 20 years ago. There's people online writing blogs and ebooks and creating coaching platforms online that are doing pretty well financially. So if you go out there and just put that idea to use and put that energy out there in the right area, the money will find you. So, You know, I hate to say this because it's it's, you know I think education is important, but nowadays you don't have to go to school and spend four years, you know, at a college to to go and get a good job. Now you can create a job.
2: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think one of the things that I emphasize with people is to look at education in a different way. If you can, you know, bring value to a degree that you're earning, then fine, that's great. But don't look at. A degree is the only way that you can bring value to the world and, and be compensated for it. You know, uh, especially since you got to look at the cost benefit analysis. And, you know, um, I was having a conversation with one of my colleagues earlier today about this idea of a double PhD and what you get out of getting two PhDs that you wouldn't get out of one PhD. <laughs> um, exactly. So there definitely has to be an analysis and understanding of how money works in relationship to education and, and the value that you bring to a given marketplace or a given individual and what they're willing to compensate you for. One of the things that brings you a great credibility is that you lived it before you started teaching it. This is something that you and your wife have navigated personally, so I imagine that gives you a certain amount of credibility when you're dealing with other people and you can
1: say, listen, I've been there. I know what you're dealing with. Absolutely. You know, teaching from a place called experience is key. This is stuff I did not learn in a book. I'm really telling my own story. I'm struggles and how I created the strategies that helped me to help you. And our company is not a one size fits all. We're literally taking the time to figure out what, you know, what size shoe you wear, you know, do you like high top, low top, et cetera, et cetera. So we definitely sit down and take time with each one of our clients before we get into any recommendation mode. Even though we're in the sales business, we kind of like to, to build that rapport because, uh, me personally, by being in the industry for 15 years, I think there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> A lot of flaws in the financial industry, a lot of people out there just to make a lot of money instead of really helping people. And I experienced that when I worked at a bank. It was like I was given some advice that I I barely can sleep well at night because of the advice that I was given. And I had to give in order to to keep a job. But there's a lot of bad advice that's to be given out there. So I want to teach people real practical ways that they can, you know, better manage their money, help them understand money, and prepare for the future. Because we're we're living in in a totally different economy than what... The advice that we're, we're given today yes so. well you make, you make a great point which is one of the reasons i wanted to
2: have you on the show i'm a big supporter and a big promoter of getting financial professionals to help you achieve your goals just the way you go to a doctor or you go to a personal trainer or whatever you're trying to do but i always tell people you want someone that focuses on diagnosis first yeah. plan second then Here's the solution I want to sell you. And you're right. In the financial services industry, so much of it is driven by the sell the solution first because that's where we're going to make the money, you know, and the diagnosis and the planning kind of takes the back seat. But if that comes second or it doesn't come at all,
1: then usually the solution is not really effective. Exactly. And, and you know, one thing that we do with a lot of our clients first at, that are kind of, you know, uh, they want to come in. They want to, what can I invest in? You know, what can I, you know, I want to make a lot of money, you know, and those type of things. And I so, said, well, we need to figure out exactly what's going on. So we do a debt analysis for every one of our clients. I say, you know, a lot of your wealth potential is locked inside of the debt that you have. Your creditors are making, are getting rich off of you and you're worrying about a rate of return in the back. end. I call it the back door. You're earning on say on average on a good year, 10% rate of return, but you're paying 20, 30, 40% in the front, you know, of your money coming in to creditors, debt, and taxes. So if we focus on eliminating debt and trying to reduce your taxes as much as possible, automatically that gives you more cash flow. Then you can do more on the investor side and try and increase your rate of return to back in. because that's not the problem, making more money. It's about keeping more the much you have.
2: I tell people all the time, You know, when people say, I don't have many money to invest, I was like, you're
1: investing money, you're paying out in debt. So that's another one of the biggest challenges. If you don't understand that concept, you know, I need mm. people to get that mindset of going cash broke to be debt free because that gives you the ultimate potential of being cash rich in the future, so if you can sacrifice five, ten years of going cash broke, you know eating ramen noodles, Gary Vee talks about it all the time just grind and sacrifice for the ultimate goal long term it'll be more beneficial for you. you can have more free time, invest more and in, you know start a business whatever can be. But if you focus on that that real problem, which is the debt. So you said
2: that big scary word,
1: sacrifice. (laughs) Yes.
2: You know, people think, oh, if if you tell them, well, maybe you don't need basic cable. What? What? I can't, I can't live without that. You know, how do you get past this perception? And a lot of it has been cultivated by us being in a very sales driven, consumer driven economy that cutting back on anything is if an act of a tolerable deprivation. You can cut so many little things that would accumulate in time. But too many
1: people just feel like if they cut anything, it's just something they can't live with. I mean, how do you get past that? I remember when we were going through our time of really discovering, getting our plan in place. I mean, we went as far as getting rid of health insurance and my wife's job. It wasn't the smartest thing to do, but it would have freed up like $130 a month. Sacrifice for purpose. It may not seem like the most logical thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. It works out. But a lot of people can't grasp that. You know, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, I believe cable and internet, things like that. These were bills 10 years, 15 years ago, we didn't have to really worry about. You know, I grew up with no cable, you know, but nowadays if you don't have cable or internet or a smartphone, you know, you're kind of like the outcast. These bills are being forced on to us, you know, putting us in, you know, bigger debt. So that's why, you know, like you said, that word purpose is so powerful. We have to really give our money a purpose and go broke on purpose and be intentional with what we're doing. You know, and like you say, we save on purpose as well. So we don't save just to save. We save for a purpose, vacation, target. You know, we just give it a name. Well, the point you're
2: making is important one because I tell people if you look at it as a spending plan and not necessarily a budget, though they're both the same thing, a budget almost makes you think, here's what I can't have, whereas a spending plan says, here's how I'm going to get what I want. And so exactly. much of this is getting people to prioritize what they really, really want. Yeah. And I tell people, if you really, really want it, you can have it. But it, it requires you to think about some of those things that are nice to have but not need to have. And you yeah. can get rid of those so you can have what you really want. And too many times
1: people haven't really prioritized what they really, really want. Well, that's why we spent a vast majority of our time on that mindset in the beginning. Yes. Yes. That's the missing key. There's a, I'm not going to say any names of programs out there, but there are a lot of programs out there that go straight to the money but they don't focus on that mindset. So we can't really rationalize those t- that type of thinking because we're so focused on the money or the lack of money. But if we focus on if we get the mind right, the money will automatically be right because now we've been changing our perception about life. We've been expanding our realities about money, so everything opens up when we understand that purpose, that purpose-driven you know, life of, of uh, how to allocate our money specifically for that purpose.
2: My listeners on Money Matters you hear me say uh, pretty much every week, is that if you can't change your mind, you will never change your money. Again, it does right to your point about mindset really being the the foundation of what happens with money, whether you change it or not. So Mm -hmm. listen, Mark, what are the best ways to learn more from Mark Wingo and WingoNomics and Cashflow Millionaire
1: Mindset? Follow me on social media at WingoNomics, and I'll spell it out for you. W-I-N-G-O-N-O-M-I-C-S. That's WingoNomics across board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that nbfinancialgroup.com that's nbfinancialgroup.com 877-483 nbfg is the number to get a hold of us if you want to speak to a financial professional have a conversation about your financial situation
0: you can get more insights from Mark Wingo as well as learn more about his book WingoNomics at nbfinancial.com also Follow WingoNomics on social media platforms, including Twitter and Instagram. And to check out part one of my conversation with Wingo, check out Money Matters Wealthy Thinking podcast number four. Now, if you have any questions you'd like me to address, send an email to Alfred Jr. at gmail.com and I'll answer them on future editions of this podcast. Or you can follow and direct message me on Instagram or Twitter At Alfred Edmund Jr. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Business, and Financial Success at GrownZone.com forward slash Buy Love, Get Trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes. Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Come back for more next week. Money
1: Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.